This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my son, the marikata, my shendereaba. Oh, glory of the Lord. In Zandra, Barri, my son, Dori, my shendereaba, yaba. Awesome God. Oh, we look up to Jesus. Spirit of life, spirit of life is here. He said, The enemy come and able to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life. That embargo, that embargo that's been placed upon your life has been lifted. It's been lifted. It's been lifted because he has broken out. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We magnify. Yes, Lord. Come and hit this place right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, have no power over him anymore. Yes, Death have no power over him anymore.
We say thank you, Jesus. With one voice, we say thank you, Lord Jesus. With one voice, we shout glory. And with one rapturous voice, we shout hallelujah. And we say that one more time. Shout it with all your heart. Hallelujah. Let Jehovah be praised. Come on, give him praise in the house. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Father, accept our worship. Let the memorial be raised for it in the heaven. Let to me be praised forever. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have worship. God bless you. May be seated. Hallelujah. It's going to be very good in heaven, you know. You will be there. And I will be there. Good morning into afternoon. It's that kind of good morning you say. By the time you say morning, it's afternoon. Good day, everybody. Nice to see you all. Just one or two announcements very quickly before we go on. Um, one of the main things the Lord has called us to as a church is to build a witness to the community the Lord has placed us in. We've been doing that for many years. And stories abound. And hopefully time will permit us to share stories of the journey that we have all made together. Um, at various stages in which God brought us to each other's path. The one that we're doing regularly now that I want to inform you stronger about is that next Saturday, the 3rd of August, we shall be having um, the turning. The turning is the evangelistic program we have where we are going to the streets. 
very simple and straightforward sharing of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so it starts at 10 a.m. in this place. We humbly ask, if you've never gone out before, let something be recorded against your name that you have served your master by going out. Adequate training will be given before we step out. And as you do so, the Lord's name will be mightily glorified. From the 5th to the 13th of September, uh, from the 5th to the 13th of September, we shall be having what we call the Missions Week, more of the turning in which for the whole week we will go out. Last year, just in Aberdeen, over the seven days, about 187 souls made the commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are expecting a great harvest again this year. And trusting God that those that will be saved, they will be added to the body in the, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So please take note of these dates and we'll give you more information as we go on. Hallelujah. In the next few minutes, I just want to talk to us about a topic. But before we do that, shall we have a quick word of prayer? Once again, our Father and our God, we pray that you will breathe your breath upon us. We know you are here already. We are asking that we do more. Show yourself strong. Let our joys be full today. Take us to the new level. Do your work. Perfect your counsel. I pray, Lord, that the thoughts of my heart and the words of my heart shall be acceptable in your sight. Pray that every heart shall be open to receive the engrafted word of God. The word that has the power to save and to deliver. Do that for us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Just to please, I forgot that. The turning next week is not holding here because it's a multi-church thing, which is a very good thing for our city. So it will be holding at the sitting community church. That's on, is that on school drive? No, no. Uh, okay. But you can easily find the sitting community church. Um, if you don't know, please ask uh, Dickin today, we want to write up so that you know him. So he will give you the direction to the place. God bless you. The topic I want to discuss with us is one that we've discovered that many people, they have been locked out of their blessing because of this very issue. There are people that should be shining and they are not. There are people that should be enjoying the joy that the Lord has promised and they are not simply because of this very simple topic we will share in the next few minutes. And this topic actually follows what I call kingdom principle of keys. That's what I call the kingdom principle of keys. Kingdom principle of keys means that in the kingdom of God um, a person can only go thus far based on the key that the person has. But Jesus Christ, our Lord, says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, he said, I give unto you the key of the kingdom. He said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I think the God's word version says, whatever you live in prison on earth shall be lived in prison in heaven. So there are some things in our lives that are possibly in prison because we haven't taken the key in our hands to open the door. And um, 
You know, Jesus Christ mentioned in many places in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, and Revelation chapter 3, he said, I have the key, the key of David. So issue of keys are very important, but that's not what we're talking about today. I'm just saying that this one is one of those keys that God has given unto us. If you put on the screen from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 20, in the New Living Translation, NLC, Deuteronomy 30, verse 20, that will just give you a fairer idea and the greater impetus to take seriously what we shall share in the next few minutes. He says, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourselves firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Hallelujah. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land. The Lord swore to give your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So where I need there is that this is the key to your life. Somebody say key. And you will receive that key today. And that key will open all doors for you. It's a very simple one. And this particular key is a virtue, actually. It's a virtue. And um, it's a virtue that Jesus Christ, our Lord, has in abundance. Maybe your mind started working something, started thinking of what, that can, what can that be. You know, it's a very strong virtue that Jesus Christ, our Lord, more, you know, manifested. It's not just a virtue, it's an idiom. You know, an idiom being the sense that it, it, the words were put together, but they don't mean exactly what they mean. It's a kind of a euphemistic idiom, you know. Idiom, you know, you, you, you say something, but it means another thing. Somebody started guessing. Huh? I leave you hanging in there. Hallelujah. So I might go through the, the old discussion without telling you. You want me to do that? Maybe not. What's the definition of the particular thing that we want to talk about? He said, a person who is extraordinarily kind, generous and loving, with the capacity to accommodate and embody all that is good. It's one of those days, we've been in a teaching session, it's one of those ones I put prizes upon. A person who is extraordinarily kind, generous, and loving, with the capacity to accommodate and embody all that is good. Any guess? Magnanimous. No. Now, those ones are direct words. I'm looking for an idiom. Hallelujah. So we continue. <laughs> Large heart. Large heart. You won't find it directly in the scriptures, but it's written all over. And so very quickly, I'll tell you one of few things about a large-hearted person. Who is a large-hearted person? Number one, a large-hearted person is a person who will allow others to flourish at the risk of his or her own seeming loss of status. A large-hearted person is one who will allow others to flourish at the risk of his or her own seeming loss of status. Don't you know that's very rare in life? That two of you are standing, and I say, you shine, and I will not shine. You said, you be the celebrated one, and I will just stay in your shadow. You said, the second fiddle is the hardest one to play. You've heard of that before. The second fiddle in orchestra is the one, and that's why I don't know how well, you know, and, and then we do well. If I, we have one of the best uh, praise, you know, uh, teams around. I, in fact, you are the best around. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And I tell you the reason why. Uh, I'm a little bit musically inclined myself. You know, some places, you see, everything is clanging, hmm? 
the lead guitarist must overtake by all means, especially the good lead guitarist want to overtake by all means. The keyboardist, the second keyboardist say, no, I'm the one who needs today. The conga man will say, no, I must sound louder. And they call, everybody comes in at the same time. But a good set of putting things together is that everybody plays their own little part. And everything comes together. In actual fact, quietness sometimes is part of music. When because music are just noise with a lot of stops and gaps in between. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have, you know, everybody wants to outshine one another. Amen. But a large hearted person will not bother with that. I will read a lot of scriptures for you so that you can get clear cut examples of what I'm talking about here. May the Lord give you a large heart. It's a key. It's one of those things that make people to succeed in life. Two people, they set out in life. One is doing, another one is not doing. You know the difference? The difference is that one has got a quality, the other one hasn't got. And as if we knew when we had the workers meeting this morning, Pastor Ruben was teaching us about character. That's what opened the door for people. Numbers chapter 11. We read from verse 23. Numbers chapter 11 from verse 23, please, if we may. Hallelujah. Might probably be helpful if we... Um... Okay. Just go to New King James Version. That's fine. Alright? And the Lord said to Moses, as the Lord's arm be shortened, how now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you or not. Keep going, please. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Are you following the story? So God said, I want to show myself mighty in the midst of these people. I want to display my power. I want to see, to let you know how big I am. And so he said, gather everybody around. I want to do some special things that will stun them, that will make them to know that I'm Jehovah, the God of Israel, greater than every other God. And in verse 25, he says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses and took of the spirit that was upon Moses and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You will do so again. <laughs> the spirit that will come upon us will be permanent. In those days, the Holy Spirit had not come to reside. But let's leave those theological fine, fine prints for now. Go to the next verse for me, please, if you may. But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other, Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Where were, where were Eldad and Medad? They were supposed to be among the... Very good, you are following the story. But for some reason, they couldn't turn up. Somebody's supposed to be in the church, in church today, but for some can't turn up. And they say, everyone that is on the school teacher, everyone that is in ushering, come out. Let me pray for you. I'll lay hands upon you. And as we pray for them, suddenly, boof, something happened. And God moved mightily in them. Just as Dami was saying, you know, he felt the presence of God. And something possibly greater happened unto them. But there was someone that didn't turn up on that day. And for some reason, that person is probably somewhere in England or somewhere. Where the person was, the same thing was happening there. <laughs> just, just, just. Just Tony. Now, they were among those listed, but who had not gone out to the tabernacle yet, they prophesied in the camp. Now, possibly some of the reasons, go back please for me, stay in 26. Possibly one of the reasons why they didn't go to the camp, because the reaction of the people we tell you was possibly they were lazy, they, they woke up late, they were whatever, but it might not have, possibly it wasn't for any good reason anyway, but let's see the reaction of the people. Verse 26. Uh, 27 now. And a young man ran. He was in the camp. 
and told Moses and said, Elder that made that are prophesying in the camp. Keep going for me, please. So Joshua, who was Joshua? Moses' assistant, right hand man. One of his choice men answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. It's usually those that are very close. And they actually care because Joshua cared. You know that? He said, no, 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 no. Nobody shall share this glory with you. You are the papa. No, who? I mean, you, we are not home. And the lame rose up in church. Ah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Don't let him preach again. You are not home. And somebody led worship. The whole place was filled with the power of God. Put that aside. That shouldn't happen. You are the point man. But here the good man. Then Moses said to him, read with me. Are you? Oh, that all the lost people were and that the Lord will. That's a large heart. A large heart that allows others to flourish. A large heart that allows other people to be greater than them. Mother, have a large heart. Do you know there are mothers that probably when their children are having it easier than them or fathers, they keep wondering, my time it was harder. May it not be as hard for your children as it was hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> and many have told some stories that were not true. We used to joke with such stories back, you know, when the children were younger. They say, I ask you to just go and bring a glass of water. That's in my days. We walked 10 miles. So go and fetch water, and the water we will put on one on our head, one on our leg. By the time you put all the hyperboles and whatever, they know you are joking. But of course, the truth of the matter is, a good person wants the succeeding generation, the succeeding generation, to have it easier. Don't keep going on about all the what we suffered. May you not suffer what I suffered when I came to this city. You don't have to. You have your own area that you will be challenged as well. <laughs> because God is just. Hallelujah. Because you need to leave a legacy for others as well. But affliction shall not occur the second time. The battles others have won, they have won them. That's the way it works. Large heart. Can multiply examples. Maybe wherever I get to when I start, I've got seven points to make. If I don't finish those seven points, we just move on. Hallelujah. And please don't be afraid that people won't be trained. They will be trained. Don't be afraid that they will be, they will be sloppy. It took me time to be able to go beyond that one. Generations are changing. Times are changing. You know? If you have to study with, you know, your feet inside buckets of water, you have to eat all the... Some of you don't know what cola nut is, but we can call it, you know, actually it's a stimulant, which actually should normally be a class C, if not class B drug. <laughs> Don't repeat that out of here. Those that are listening remotely in other places, you didn't hear that. Hallelujah. But now, someone decides to say, wants to keep me awake, he's probably have an iPad by my side that is playing music. I don't, don't bust in and say, play music? Why you should be studying? Examples multiply. Go to John chapter 3 for me, please. Verse 22. John 3. Who can do that in NLT? John John 3. Then Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem 
and went to the Judean countryside. Jesus spent some time with them there baptizing people. Amen? Keep going, please. At that time, John the Baptist was baptizing at Eon. Eon, that should be, I think, near Salim, because there was plenty of water there, and people kept coming to him for baptism. The next verse, please. This was before John was thrown. So John was still in ministry, okay? A debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing, which is over baptism. So John's disciples came to John and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan, they will always remember, you don't always remind you how small the man was. When they want to get into trouble, they remind you. You say, who is it that, that is talking? We were there when they bathed him. You, know, you women bathing children around. All those children you are bathing, they'll be greater than you in Jesus' name. Yes. And you, you, are, you have not seen your own greatness yet. It's not because you are going to be stunted. He said, the one you identify as the Messiah, thank God, we remember to put that one. He's also baptizing people and everybody, say everybody, everybody. going to him instead of silly things. They didn't even say coming to you. They say come. So it's their own issue. Ah, we are losing relevance the way we are going. Oh. We should be the number one church in this place. That one over there, things are happening there. Let it happen. As long as we are not slack, there are things that have to happen here. It must happen. Nobody can stop it. Don't use somebody else's watch to run your race. John replied, and you will reply like that. No one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. And never start punching holes in the success of other people. There's no there there. If it's happening, God is, is allowed to happen. It might not look perfect to you because what you are seeing, you are seeing the weakness, God is seeing the strength. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. Large-hearted people, they allow that to flourish. And then, you yourself know, how plain I told you, I'm not the Messiah, I'm only here to prepare the way for him. And finally, it is the bridegroom that, go to verse 30, please, which is the one we are going, he must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Hallelujah. May your mouth be wide open to say such a thing in Jesus' name. Point number one about a light-hearted person, what is it? Allow others to flourish. Number two, a light-hearted person has the capacity to accommodate many people without the risk of losing his or her own conviction. And this is a very big point. Capacity to accommodate other people without losing your own conviction. You accommodate maybe. You accommodate people that are very sinful. And some sins were very revolting. Some sins were the kind of thing that the Bible calls abomination. Incest, you know, same-sex association, gru- you know, very gruesome kind of murder. People that have done all sorts of kind of things that you are just wondering, are these human beings? And yet, for some reason, they will walk within your perimeter and you'll be able to still talk to them. You know what, you want me to tell you? That, that area of my heart is not large enough yet. And I need help. But Jesus has such a heart. He was with the worst of sinners. And they kept challenging him. And the reason was that he was sure that light will eventually swallow up darkness. When we keep afraid, darkness, 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 you keep shining. The darkness will vanish. When light is shining, does not keep t- talking to darkness and fighting it. So let's grow that large heart. 
When drug addicts come in here, that's part of the story that we need to remind us. Some of you met those times. You know, a lot of people that are struggling with issues of addiction, they, they, you know, they always been coming about, well, most of the Sundays they pop in here because of what we were doing. And I remember one of those Sundays that we were having a service, about three of them or so, they walked straight to the, I was preaching here. And uh, I think my ushers were getting very fidgety and they were going to bundle them. And the guy was coming straight for me. Just went straight to him there. And I just greeted him, just as if there was nothing happening. And then after I greeted him, laid a hand on him, the man fell under the anointing right in front there. I remember Papa Ron said, Pastor. And he said many complimentary things. Let me leave at that. And that's been a believer for many years. I pray that such hearts will increase more and will be more general. The people that don't look the, the part, we will embrace them. I've heard all sorts of people in this city. You won't believe on the street. All sorts of guys. You, you won't believe. If, if, if not, that my wife tries trusting me, she probably would be wondering, are you going to drink again? Or what is it? Have you smoked? But yet, you must be able to accommodate all sorts of people. Because that is what the large heart calls for. Number three, very quickly, Jude chapter 1, 17 to 23. Use that as a reference, Jude 1, 17 to 23. But for now, let's go for number three. A large-hearted person is mindful of the condition of others, and he or she is not offended by it. A large-hearted person is mindful of the condition of others, and he or she is not offended by it. That's a very, very big point. Do you know many times when people are celebrating around us, there's something within you telling you, why are you flaunting it? And they are not flaunting it. Some might be flaunting it, and if they are doing so, please don't do it anymore. But something within you, what I want, because you have it, I may be offended by your blessing. And sometimes it is the pain that others are exhibiting when you are rejoicing that makes you to feel offended. You are just declaring, praise God. God has done this for me. And when everybody is rejoicing, this person is now moaning about their own problem. You get offended by that. You say, don't rain on my parade. And so, offense is a part of small-mindedness. That suddenly, somebody is rejoicing, even though I'm going through some difficult situation myself, and I just forgot for a moment, and I jumped up and I sang. I've broken good news to many people that I know have particular challenges in that area for now, and the way they rejoice, please my heart. And I knew sometimes it could be genuine, it could not be genuine, but I knew genuine what I said, ah, I'm happy. That's the way it should be. That's a large heart. May you not lose it. Everybody's getting job. A person's changed job three times, increased salary, and your first interview has not come. And this particular person keeps coming all the time. Some people stop coming for testimony because they started having the sense that people are saying, are you the only one? Are you the only one? But large heart, we keep rejoicing with others. We never mind that others are progressing. And you know what? As it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, where he say, rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. This coming month, the first part, the month of August, is our month of rejoicing. Yeah. And I really want to get you because you, you have so many rejoicing to do. Yeah. As the Lord God of Israel is, you will receive my phone call. Yeah. And I will receive your phone call. Yeah. When Sister Milade called me, I think she was the one that called, not Richard, when she called me, you know, something within me told me. I mean, she's called me many times before. 
usually, Daddy, when can we come and see you? It's always that. And I know it was the same issue. Where is she? Wave your heart to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, my heart will bleed. Very small thing that shouldn't be. She will probably give her own good, full testimony another time. And when she called me that day, something within me told me that I've got the good news. And when she broke it, I said, I knew that's what you were going to say. By the mercy of the Lord, all phone calls, I was going to say some, in the month of August that we shall receive, it shall be phone calls of rejoicing and testimonies. So shall it be in the name of Jesus. Number four, the person with a large heart has enough room to give others a long rope. He has a large and big enough room to give others a long rope. And I call this the quintessential nature of God. This is the essence of God. And there I say, anyone who is here is already there. You know when you say you are there? If you can have a large enough heart to give people big room, they keep going and going and going. It's as if you never get offended. So 103 verse 8. He said, Thou are plenteous in mercy. Proverbs 16.32 talks about the same thing. But in James chapter 1 verse 19, we're going to read that, please, together. Put it in the NLT on the screen for me. Maybe we start from verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17. And just to let you know that this is the essence, the capacity and ability to have enough room to be offended long enough before you snap. Your elasticity is very long. You know, somebody used to say, suffer long. Surely when we say suffer long, is suffer is long, but long is short. Whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. Who created all the lights in the heavens? He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of our creation, became his prized possession. Then understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to. Slow to and slow to. In the old, in the New King James Version, it says, So then, my brethren. So then what? So then, verse 17 and 18. Verse 17 says, Go back to 17 for me. Good gift comes from God above. Verse 18 says, Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of false fruit. We might be a kind of false fruit. So then, because you are a reflection, you want to be the quintessential Jesus, you want to be the quintessential God, so then, my beloved, let every man, everybody say every man, be, he didn't say be fast. Swift is faster than than fast, I think. Yes. Slow to, and slow to, Large heart. You might look foolish, but you are the better for it. And as I say, it's quintessential God. I noted here, thank God I remember. Praise my soul, the King of Heaven. Remember that song? He said, Praise Him for His grace and favor to our Father's in distress. 
Praising still the same forever. This is where I'm going. Slow to chide and swift to bless. That's God. Slow to chide and swift to bless. Praising, pray, praising, praise everlasting. You also, you will hand praise if you are slow to chide and swift to bless. You will hand praise because that same praise that goes unto God, human beings, not the level of God, we begin to praise us. So number five, very quickly, a big-hearted man or woman is quick to make the outsider feel at home while others are still cautious. Outsider, people come into church. They are not your circle of friends. Wherever they came from, whether from Africa, from Asia, from England, from Scotland, from Wales, from anywhere, you find it difficult to just cross the carpet. But with a large heart, your first instinct is that why is this person staying alone? You walk across the carpet and go to them. And there was a good example we have in a man in Acts chapter 9, verses 26 and 28. Acts chapter 9, verse 26 to 28. And it says, and when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. (laughs) Typical, verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and he declared to them how he has seen the Lord on the road and that he has spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. He stuck out his neck for him. That's what it means. So he was with them at Jerusalem, Coming in and now this same man Barnabas in chapter 4 verse 36 using the NLT this time thank you for bearing with me switching between versions. Acts chapter 4 verse 36. He said for instance he was not defining this man who he was. There was Joseph the one he just called him Joseph the one um, sorry uh, the one, the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means he was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of they nicknamed him. And that nickname stuck with him. His father gave him the name Joseph. He was a son of Levi. But his character was so compelling that his name changed. And they started calling. So even his mates, they knew him. So when he took Peter, when he took Paul unto them, they probably were not surprised. They said, oh, probably they were with a lot of skepticism. Son of God has come again. I hope he's not going to get us to trouble. Oh, we believe everybody. No filter, no, no, no gates, nothing. Everybody is welcome. May God make us such a people. He's able to protect you. Your amen is very cold. But I'm not waiting on your amen. I've said a loud amen. Because it's not the choice. You will become that. The reason for that is that this man, son of encouragement, he commended Paul to the apostles. He recommended him to the apostles. How many people have you recommended to God in place of intercession? God says, I will do this. Say, no, God, don't do it. How many people have you recommended to other people? Before they say anything wrong about another person, you've taken it and times it by 10. They said, you came today, yesterday, I called him. The phone rang five times before he picked it. And I heard that. And I said, five times? 
I hope he has not backslidden. <laughs> and then we took it from there. And before we know it, story started matching upon story. But when things like that come, are you the first to stand up and defend that? I said, no, 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 no. That's what I call recommendation. And be careful, brethren. Your commendation in life will be determined by your recommendations. Your, your commendation in life will be determined by the number of recommendations you make. How many people have you recommended? You are waiting for everybody to endorse you. People, the number of references I've written for you people here. I think one of these is I will ask every one of you to write a reference for me. At least let me read it too. Since I'm not applying for a job, hallelujah. Five people to recommend. Some of the references I've written, they are so glowing. Sometimes I feel like putting my name there. I think I wrote one for one of you before. Um, you probably have shared it before. He asked me to write a reference for him because it was just for my heart. I, I think I woke up on a very good side of my bed. You know? And it was supposed to be just a one A4 page thing. And I was on my fourth page. You won't believe it. I mean, we've said, you got it, was afraid. He called me. He said, ah. And I was citing life exam. I mean, any employer that got that. And this was a guy that can't even afford to lose in church. It was so instrumental, so vital. But the wisdom of God, and the job was to take him out of town. I believe God tested me that if I'm remembering now. Sometimes you need to recommend people to your own detriment. There are some people you can't really afford to let them. God can replace anybody, but let's be sincere with ourselves. There's people that will walk out of your life, you will feel it. And this guy was one of them. And of all the references I wrote, I, I wrote a reference to drive him away. <laughs> to drive my own blessing. They saw the reference, they liked it, but they didn't take him. He still be, no, 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 there's no heart there. He still be, uh, he's far, far more blessed here now. Don't worry yourself. Hallelujah. So the truth of the matter, brethren, is I learned to recommend people. How many have we said? Ah, only three people are following me. Number six, a large-hearted man or woman is quick to forgive and willing to forget. I can't delve into issue of forgiveness. It's a whole one-week study. <laughs> so, but take note of that. Those, I believe, well-chosen words. A large-hearted man or woman is quick to and you know the difference. Uh-huh. It's a willing. Uh-huh. I've heard so many loud yes about that. Thank you. <laughs> we are forgiving, but well, Lord, I will, oh, what you do to help me. <laughs> and that's the scripture, actually. Because the power to forget actually comes from God. It's the only one that can format your heart. That's what I call it. So you just format your heart. You know, everything just goes. But you must be quick. And the reason God has placed provision for forgiveness is because there's an assumption or offense. Offense is assumed amongst human relationship. If you're taking note, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, you can put that on the screen. It says, my dearly beloved, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, my dearly, it said, um, be kind to one another, uh, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus had forgiven you. Amen. Number seven, very quickly, a big hearted person is bold and is capable of doing great things. Believe you me. See, and the reason is very clear. Small minds do small things. Large hearts do big things. If you're going to do big things, be large hearted. People will hurt you. People will disappoint you. People that you, 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 you look as if you're not ring-fencing yourself. If, if you want to just say, I don't want to be hurt, everything must, you will be. You will invest in people and they will walk out of your life. It's okay. 
Another one will come, what do you do? You invest in them. <laughs> Who knows? There must be, you, you must go through three disappointments before you get your breakthrough. Better do the three disappointments very quickly. Because sometimes, oh, it looks like that. We don't know the full things. So just, another one come. You, the way you are looking, you look like you go to disappoint. I will try anyhow. And you try. Oh, phew, you'll be disappointed again. Say, Lord, you are counting on. Another one, phew. At some stage, God will say, okay, now that you have relaxed in my hand, this one, the real gold is coming. And he'll give you the gold. There'll be no disappointment anymore. So don't cage yourself. He said the same door that keeps the enemy away keeps your friend out. Look, life is open, whether you like it or not. No matter how anointed you are, when viruses are blowing around, you can only pray. You will breathe the same air. Everybody breathes. And if you cut the cold, Lord, let's go. Don't let it be more than a few hours. So we are all living in an open world. But if we do exploit for the Lord, we must be open-minded so that boldness can come through us. Hallelujah. In concluding on that section, the biggest power on earth is the power of prayer. But the biggest resident force in humans is the force of love. The biggest resident force in human beings is the force of love. That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 21, it says, Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And God demonstrated that in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. That's where the power came from. Isaiah 49, verse 15. Isaiah 49, verse 15. He said, Can a woman forget the child of her suckling? Even if though she may, he's telling you that the force of love is so strong in a woman that a child, a woman will do anything, possibly jump into the water. Not some demon-possessed stories that we are reading around occasionally. Thank God. Majority of women and mothers are still passionate about their offsprings. The love of God is very compelling. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. He said, the love of Christ compels us. May God give us a large heart. Amen. Finally, how do we have or get a big heart? And the first question you should probably ask is that people with large hearts, are they born or made? Are they born or made? Huh? Made, born, both. They are both born and made. Every human being, they have the capacity to have a large heart. Even if you have a greater, um, uh, a greater, I want to use the word propensity. Is there, is there another smaller word than propensity? I use that word a lot. Uh, eh? Tendency, that's a smaller way. If you have a greater tendency to maybe by birth and everything to, to be large-hearted, because some people they are born in such environment and by parental you know, genes or whatever it looks like, that they are just light-hearted. If you come across experiences in life, it can change. Because life can harden you. So a large heart can begin to shrink. Forces of life can contract it and say, no more will I allow anybody to hurt me. So they are both born and made. So, and every time you are presented with the opportunity to grow your heart, grow it. Somebody has done something good to you, rejoice in it and say, I will do good to another person. You know? And if you have any opportunity that somebody wants to hurt you to contract your heart, resist it. So encourage enlargement of your heart and resist contraction of your heart. You know, we are talking euphemistically here now. We are not talking about the four-chambered heart here. Okay. Hallelujah. So you need to constantly, you know, work in that. And God will help you in Jesus' name. How to develop a large heart? Number one, give Jesus room in your heart. 
And now do you give Jesus room in your heart? Think a lot about how he did and still does things. How does Jesus do things? You know, whatever you meditate on, that's what you become. I love the story. Those stories about the largeness of the heart of Jesus. A woman caught in adultery. John chapter 8, beginning from verse 4. Large heart. You know, the house of uh, Zacchaeus. Large heart. You know, Peter betrayed him three times. Large heart. And I just read through the stories. And he never had room for those narrow-minded Pharisees. Just can't stand them. People that you would think Jesus will be so hard on, he will just embrace them and they reciprocated. The, the psalmist says, your gentleness had made me great. Live here, please. Be gentle with people. You'll be surprised. Somehow, somehow, of course, there are times to be firm and be very clear. But if you, your general principle is that you are gentle with people, you'll be, you'll be surprised people will be flocking around you. You'll be surprised that you will get more out of them. It's a life principle that we must never joke with. Amen. So think a lot about how Jesus did it. Think also part of, you know, giving Jesus room in your heart. Because if Jesus, Jesus is large, it's not small. If you give him room, he will build extensions here and there. He will bring love conversion. Sometimes he will demolish the whole thing and rebuild the whole house. Because he can get something out of nothing. He can't run out of plot. You know I'm talking euphemistically now. So if you give him room, how do you give him room again? Think about what he did for you, not just for others. Think about what he has forgiven you. And those of you that want to earn everything in life, may God help you. You will work hard. I repeat myself, those of you who want to earn everything in life, may God help you. You will work hard. Thank God you didn't say amen to that. All that we have is by his grace. And all the little things we throw in, the fasting, the praying, the gathering, the singing, the worship, the giving. And some of you that are and so repugnant, I'm so sorry to say, you give some coins to God and you, do, you don't allow us to rest. I see the very day that you stop giving unto the cause of God, the kingdom of God will fold up. No, it has not folded. It will never fold up. You're not giving your time unto God. You say, well, and I will just not go. Okay, don't go. God will run to your house and come and beg. We must learn to reciprocate that kind of largeness of heart that we see in Jesus Christ has helped you. Think about what he did for others. If your own testimonies are not strong enough, are not many enough, think of what Jesus did for others around you. Listen testimonies week in, week out. And those things, we begin to give Jesus more room. It becomes larger and bigger on you. And secondly, how to develop a larger. Number one, give Jesus room in your heart. Number two, ask him to work on your heart. So if you give him room there, don't just let him stay there. Let him work on your heart. Let him demolish what he needs to demolish. Let him deal with areas you are hard. And as he begins to do that, you will see that you will be bold and you will do many exploits for him. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The plan was that we're going to minister, but it turned out that when we started, God has done quite a few things in the house already, but you will rise up with me in a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. For that amen you are saying, Jehovah will really be praising your life. Rise up with me, please. And as we're standing up, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just want you to say, Lord Jesus, come to my heart. And that will be a two-dimensional prayer. If you have not given your heart to Jesus as a Lord and Savior, we say that all the time. Simply meaning that if Jesus is not calling the shot in your life, 
if Jesus is not the master, if the scriptures are not the determinant of your actions or, or and your inactions, then Jesus is not the Lord of your life yet. So we need to take a stand today and say, Jesus, please come into my heart. Save me, oh God. That's if you've not done it. But if you've done that before, because as we behold him, we are changed from glory to glory. And so you have known Jesus as the Lord and saved this opportunity to now cry out to me and say, Lord Jesus, please fill my heart. Give me a large heart so that I can do exploit for you. So that my life may be blessed. So that I will not be ordinary. Pray for yourself at this moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Feel mm-hmm. my cup, Lord. I lift Come and quench. quench. Oh, my soul, feed me till I was Feel my coffee, my coffee, feel it up and make me feel my cup love, feel my I lift it up, I lift it up, concerning my condition. The particular condition is back pain. It's been crippling. Sensing that right now, if you're in that category, just comfort. I will use that as a point of contact for God to heal others in this room right now. The largeness of the heart of Jesus is to bring healing unto those that the enemy has thrown affliction onto. So these ones are standing out and they're believing the Lord for a touch. The Lord will heal now and he will set completely free. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the rest of us in the congregation, if you have any other areas of your life, there are people specifically who the Lord is touching. You, you say if you if you are to describe yourself, you will say you have emotional wound. And you have used that word before. It's like a wound. The Father asked me to tell you, healing is coming to you now. And you'll be permanently healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And those of you that are waiting for time-dependent blessings, it has to come around this time or else something will not go right. 
I speak to you right now, the Lord who owns time. He says he has fast track your case right now. And there shall be no more delay in the name of the Lord Jesus. Friday, I believe with all my heart, the Lord gave us a word. He says the waiting is over. And so shall it be concerning you in the name of the Lord Jesus. The waiting is over. You will step into that blessing the Lord has promised you. Thank you, Jesus. As choir is ministering, please, if you can pray, you understand, you'll pray in the spirit. The spirit of the Lord will be moving in the place and I just lay hands simply on this one. It's a great pressure concerning that particular ailment of backache and God in his mighty power is here to heal and to make whole. Hallelujah. And right now in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Spirit, the virtue of life and healing in this room, flow now and complete every good work started in the name of the Lord Jesus. And from today, Father, we receive the largeness of heart. The one that comes from Jesus. And this city and this nation, we see us as a crop of people that you have sent into their midst to bring the love of Christ. Lord, do it for us, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let every yoke be broken. Let every hard part of our heart be replaced with softness in the name of Jesus. Heal all our previous wounds, we pray in the name of the Lord. And from today, Lord, we stand on your word. August, we are welcoming you. The glory of July, we flow into abundance of rejoicing in August in the name of Jesus. I declare over you, receive your rejoicing right now. And let it be permanent in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.